0: Control-Alt-Delete
1: with Mitch Joel,
0: navigating your way through the social, local, and mobile tech talk
1: on show 97.7. It's a Monday morning, it's seven eleven, and it's Mitch Joel. Good morning, Mitch. Good morning, Terry. How are you? Ah, uh, you know, doing okay, eh? <laughs> it's, uh, the, uh, uh, the weather was a bit much to bear on the weekend. I know uh, we shouldn't complain about the weather, but uh, boy, it doesn't get much grayer than that, does it? <laughs> Jeez.
0: Grayer, windier, muddier, yeah. wetter. Yeah, we could, we could, we could do without that one. Yeah. But again, let that be the worst of our challenges right yeah, now.
1: <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm, uh, I'm. Uh, I keep having this discussion with friends of mine. Some of whom uh, have to uh, be at the office and enjoy being at the office. Some of whom haven't been to the office in over a year and are dying to go back to the office. Um, and we've talked about this uh, before. Uh, You think there is going to be, as you call it, a massive chasm between executives and management and how employees feel about all of this.
0: I I do. Yeah. You know, one of the things as somebody who owned my own business was you realize that how the culture is formed, you think about how innovation happens, you think about how you help your team excel, who gets on what project, where they go, who's ready for a promotion, how you move things forward. All of that got really opaque during this moment of survival and sustainability for all businesses of all size. And you had people who are working at home, so they're doing their job, they're they're Trying to get their day by, and they're they're looking at this and thinking this is this is a good deal. I don't have to commute. I don't have to deal with the subway. I don't have to deal with parking, etc. Rushing out of the home, and I get both sides of it. I I really do. But when you look at some of the data, it's going to be an interesting moment, right? We've got these vaccines happening. We've got therapeutics rolling out, and we're seeing this 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 divide and and some pretty interesting statistics so one of them came from harvard business school and the 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 headline here is that over 80 percent of workers don't want to go back to the office full time and it's you know i don't know how you feel when you hear that number but i wonder how businesses will really roll forward in these situations
1: every person that i've spoken to who uh is uh in an office that requires collaboration and and i i put our office in that uh in that same boat uh the people want to go back Uh, people are looking forward to go back and talk about what's been missed by not being in the offices uh never mind what it's uh, done to the uh uh, the core of uh, downtown areas all across north america i think the majority of people are are looking you know, I, I guess it depends on what you do and what your job function is. For sure. Um, and how important you think it is to be back in a gathering of people. Um, and as you point out in the study, um, uh, uh, the people with kids at home definitely want to go back.
0: <laughs> you know, what was also interesting is over 50% of respondents said that they want to be fully vaccinated. Mm hmm. Only 51% want to be fully vaccinated, and yet over 70%, like 71%, would prefer to wait until everyone is fully vaccinated, which opens up an entirely other can of worms, which is can businesses force people to only come back to work if they've been vaccinated or had their vaccinations, which... Doesn't seem contentious to me. It seems obvious to me, but many people feel that that's a breach of their rights if they're for if their employers forcing them to get vaccinated. So there's so many political, medical, religious. There's going to be a lot of complexity going back, and I really do think that as we're seeing the light get a little bit brighter at the end of this tunnel, many people are second guessing how how quote-unquote miserable they might have been during this period and might think it it to be better, which is, this is all part of the trauma, I think, of something like a global pandemic, which is while you're in it, you're like, I can't believe this is happening. And then as we shift back to normal, you're like, maybe I don't want, maybe I want to stay home.
1: It's crazy. Yeah, one can of worms after another, Um, including this next story. um, And this this is uh, interesting for people who are dying to stay at home. Um, Some businesses are talking about remotely spying on their people. Spying is a strong word. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) They put a camera in your house and pointed at your chair. What else is it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Monitoring? So the
0: Guardian, go with yeah, yeah. we're we're observing. Uh, the The Guardian is reporting that call center staff, and again, this could be pushed out to other remote workers, are going to begin monitoring via webcam for home what they're calling infractions, and it's a very large company that is focused on call centers. But if you dig in deep, it's everything like. If you're going to take a break to go to the bathroom or you're going to be eating because they don't want you uh, you know, getting their stuff all full of your sauces and sandwiches, you have to notify the system. But now, if that's not happening, they have no way of knowing. So they are going to be creating prompts and using webcams to look for these types of infractions, which could also mean if you're supposed to be working and you have somebody with you in the room or you're helping your kid do their homework, are you actually working? So this is, again, the divide between the employees and the divide between the people who are running these offices. They have a certain level of efficiency and productivity that they want and demand. And typically in the office space, you would be able to see or or know what's going on. And now they're saying, do we have that right to be in people's homes? And it's getting, as you can imagine, especially in the UK, uh, very, very contentious with privacy and people's rights and having cameras in their homes. Of course, I'm on the side of let people be honest and straightforward. You shouldn't have to put cameras on them, but these are companies that are looking at people to spend, you know, as quickly as amount of time as possible on the phone, dealing with these customer calls. And it's again, a whole other level where you look at this and go, what, what have we become and what will we become as this moves forward?
1: Interesting. Another, like I said, just one can of worms after another, the pandemic has opened. Let's uh, quickly change topics and, uh, Talk about uh, artificial intelligence again. Yeah, I'm not sure how much AI
0: is actually being used in this platform because I've seen other instances of it. But we all know William Shatner, Captain Kirk, turned 90 this past week, which is incredible because he doesn't look it at all to me, but he's had a lot of work. And um, he's now a part of this company called StoryFile, where he's acting as one of their face, faces or advocates And what they do is they record people for hours and hours and hours. They've done this with Holocaust survivors and others so that future generations can essentially have conversations with them. So in the past you would do the interviews and you could watch these videos but now you could actually ask it questions and the video system will answer it back because that's the technology. So imagine having a a conversation with Captain Kirk in 30, 40, 50 years and we're seeing this, this, this technology get quite democratized. We're seeing it happen, like I said again, with Holocaust survivors, and now you know classes can question. They're talking about creating virtual avatars for this. And even locally, our mutual friend David Usher from uh, the Rock Band Moist has been working very hard in a similar technology called Reimagine AI, which is his own, which is very different. They don't even require interviews. You could just capture... Uh, a couple hours of someone speaking randomly and use that to formulate your questions and answers. And this whole technology is getting really fascinating. I can imagine sitting down with a parent and having them just speak for a couple hours into this AI and then it manifests based off of emails, texts, et cetera, how they would respond to you. And I can imagine that being both very creepy and black mirror-y, but at the same time being maybe very soothing and amazing for future generations.
1: I've seen, the, uh, I've seen a piece of... On the uh, Holocaust survivors, and it's incredible. It really is incredible, and there's a lot of great work that can be done with this feature. It's really something
0: yeah, like imagine you're you're typically watching a linear interview, but yeah. to be able to ask you questions yeah. in the way that they're coming out and have the person really come back with the answers. this this is the stuff where again, it gets really weird when you think about it, but but totally inevitable and obvious, and who doesn't want this
1: at the same time. Right. Um, your app of the week, I gave it a run last night. Let's just say I'm not much of a jazz songwriter. What is it again? I love this. I thought
0: So it's something called Jazz Keys, and you type in whatever you want. You could even take an, an email that you wrote or an article that you wrote or a blog post, and then what it does is it composes it into actual music. So whatever the writing is, it builds this jazz tune around it. It's called jazzkeys.plan8.co. We'll leave a link in the Twitter feed, and it's sixpixels.com. But I, I'm a big jazz nerd, and I played with it and thought, this is so much fun. I mean, it really was a lot of fun. It's called yeah, it was, Jazz
1: Keys. Yeah, it was fun. The, the uh, things that I wrote didn't turn out uh, uh, great musically, but I didn't think of copying and pasting a uh, an email and, and popping it in there. Maybe I'll try that later today. Uh, send a little love letter you sent there to you Jess go. and see how there. musical you are, Terry. Come <laughs> yeah, on. Apparently not, not very at all. <laughs> um, okay, Mitch, enjoy the rest of the day, and uh, we'll talk to you next Monday. Can't wait, Terry. Have a great week.
0: Thank you.